All right, what is going on, everyone? It is DJ Rock here with the DJ Rock Awaken podcast. And uh, the last two episodes were, ah, let me tell you, I uh, got some, you know, once again, good feedback, but um, I think people can confuse um, where my head's at right now. And uh, we're going to go in more into that in a mini episode. Um, I know I've been talking about the mini episode. I'm going to post one, but I'm going to go ahead and record another one right after this. I'm going to go ahead and post a back-to-back, baby. So we're going to get back-to-back. So let's go ahead and um, step more, uh, step further into the shit pile here. And uh, I say shit pile, but no, realistically, guys, here's the deal. Um, as I've said, I've been very open and very honest about, you know, um, where I was at before and, um, coming into this awakening, being in a mindset of, holy shit, I'm going to hell and scared of that because these thoughts that I was having were, as you guys have heard, pretty extreme and outside of the norm of what modern religion teaches. And so that being said, the fear the absolute fear that has come along with this has been something that was paramount and it was like a Mount Everest to overcome. Um, but the, the fact is this after praying so hard for these thoughts to be taken away and all the confirmations and the other things that I've had happen to me, uh, since then, uh, has just solidified and, 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 in concrete, uh, the thought process here and that this feels right. This feels 100% legitimate in my mind. And so I'm not going to apologize to anyone for this, this awakening. I'm not going to apologize. And if anything, it's going to push me to, to push harder. It's going to, it's going to force me to work harder and to bring this to more people. That's what it's going to do because more people need to wake up from this matrix we're living in this programmed reality that we, we are in and we allow ourselves to stay in because it's a place of comfort, right? But let me tell you something about comfort. Comfort is, it's a deceiving thing. Because while you're being comforted, while you're in that place of comfort, you're not learning shit about yourself. You're not learning a damn thing about who you are, what you're capable of, who you are as a person, what you're, how far you can be pushed, right? I want, I want you to beat me down to the fucking ground. I want to overcome that. And I want to stand up, my fist balled beside me and say, you hit like a bitch. Take another. Because I would rather know what I'm capable of. I would rather know what I'm, what I'm, how far I can be pushed, how far I can push myself. Because in that fire, that's where the true growth happens. In that pressure, that's where true growth happens. And not to be a lame ass here, but to use the, the, to use a diamond for an example, you know, you take coal, which is, I mean, if you touch coal and you, you rub coal in your hands, your hands will get all black. It's just a dirty ass object, right? It's a dirty ass thing. 
but you put it under pressure for a very long period of time and it becomes a diamond. One of the most, the most sought after materials known to man almost, except for rare earth metals and a, a few other things. But for the longest time, diamonds were so sought after. And, and, and I watched a, a, a YouTube uh, video the other day, yesterday about uh, the most expensive diamonds ever. And the things people have done for diamonds is just ridiculous, but whatever. Um, but at one point in time, that diamond, that highly sought after, highly prized, highly valued diamond was once a dirty thing, a dirty object. So it took all that pressure to create something beautiful, right? And without that pressure, that diamond would never form. So getting into that and knowing that and knowing these things, see, that's, that's the thing is understanding that it took pressure to create that, right? That's a design that was, it has to happen. So this leads into our next episode, life by design and free will. If we design our lives and our path with all of its ups and downs, why would we design suffering into this plan and not go for the big fun life right now? Why would we design hurt, pain, disease, massive losses of life, like the Holocaust, other things like 9-11, all these things that have happened, why would, why would we design these things into our lives? I think because when these things happen, we're so close to the page of the books, we can't read the full text of, of what's happening afterwards, what, what that thing or that person that died or went through these sufferings, wh- who did they affect after that? And I've alluded to this, this before in other podcasts, but at the end of the day, we don't know how far the ripple effect goes and these actions that take place after traumatic loss, after traumatic suffering or whatever it is. And, and so we're sitting there going, why would anyone anything design that into our lives because in that realm of, of planning, you can see the bigger picture. You can see the chessboard for all that it is. You can see every move possible and what each move, the implications of each move are. And so knowing that you can then plan things out and say, okay, I want to be, one of these 6 million Jewish people that died, that dies in this Holocaust thing, because it's going to cause a dramatic shift in the thought process of society. And because we understand where society needs to be, we want to, I want to be, I want to be one of those, those people that die in the Holocaust. And so they come to this life, they, they end up serving their purpose and they do their plan and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, murdered in the Holocaust. But because we're so sensitive and tied so tightly to things and we're affected by things on such a dramatic level and we allow ourselves to be affected on such a dramatic level by every fucking thing out there, we, we can't understand and we refuse to look at the, the, the 30,000 foot view of something. We can never see or fully comprehend what the far reaching effects of something are. So when someone overcomes something, a, a massive obstacle, or they go through cancer and they're, they're cancer-free, every one of them, everyone around them is inspired to be a better person. 
Everyone around them is inspired to do something great, raise money for this organization, to reach out and find ways to help people that, that are suffering around them. They find ways to rise above where they were at, right? When we see these, these, these overwhelming wins in people's lives, these, these, these insane obstacles that people overcome, they inspire people. When a child goes through and has cancer or other things that happen, they get, they get you know, a, an injury or, or whatever, and, and let's say a child loses their life, right? There is a lot of pain in that moment. That is not lost on that, that spirit that chose to come live that life and designed that. But the far-reaching effects of what happens to the people around that child, that's, that's what matters. See, we, we are so tied, tidely, we are so tied so closely to how things affect everyone. We're, we're, we're so hyper-focused on our feelings that we refuse to see a bigger picture sometimes. And I think we just had to get that page off of our noses and read the text for what it says, but look at it from a distance and, and start to see that these designs were made for us to overcome for a reason. See, like with my dad, I've mentioned him several times, and my dad had, had really good moments in his life, right? And where he was a good person and did good things. But I'm sorry, the overall the overall theme of his life was not good. I'm sorry. And he was not one of those fathers who was really, I love you, son, and you know, and you can do anything. Hey, buddy, come here. Let me show you how to work on this vehicle. Let me show you how to do an oil change on a car. Hey, pal, let's go out and toss the ball, right? He wasn't one of those dads. He drove truck for a living. He was gone all the time. And when he was home, mom was always like, now leave your dad alone. He came in from a long trip. He needs to get some sleep. Y'all be quiet now. Don't bother your father. That's how mom was. Mom was a sacrificer. She, she gave and gave and gave, and she just never really asked. So if we, if we look at that, and, and for the longest time, I blamed my father, and I was so upset with my dad for failing me as a role model. My dad was never one of those men that I would want to you know, take to, you know, take show and tell to talk about my dad, right? Where kids were proud of who their fathers were. And my dad's a surgeon and he saves lives. My dad's a fire, whatever. My dad was just never one of those guys because I was never inspired by him. I loved him because he was my dad. I'm thankful for the things that he gave me, but I'm pissed at all the things that he took from me as well. Or I was pissed. Right? I was pissed at all the things that I had missed out on because I didn't feel like I could be a man or I didn't know how to be a man. I missed out on the thing. I missed the things that that could have been, right? But that wasn't a part of my design. Right? And I believe that with this design, there are good entities and bad entities. And so those things can affect as well. So let's let's look at this design. Okay. Um, we look at the fact that damn, you know, <laughs> even with an awakening, things still hurt, right? 
And the guilt that I feel for the reasons, and once again, I know it's part of the design and everything, but it still hurts. And I'm ashamed and I'm disappointed with myself for how I handled things at the end with my dad. Um, but see, that's part of it too. It's that ripple effect that I just have not been able to see yet. So we have to understand that even in bad situations, um, really good things can come out of it. It may not be the very the, the person directly next to that person or even the, the third or fourth person out, but someone is being affected by these bad situations. When someone is sex trafficked and lost, a child is abducted and found dead, right? It's a horrible, horrible, tragic thing. And, you know, it is a painful thing for the people involved. And I'm not minimalizing that by any means, right? But it makes a lot more sense that it was someone planned to do these things than it allowing that, blaming sin for cancer, for blaming sin for a child dying a horrible death in a car or anyone any suffering, blaming it on sin? Give me a fucking break. That That is such a cop-out, right? But the design aspect, the design of things, that's an interesting concept. That's an interesting thing to, to look at. It's an interesting theory. Why would an essence who is not you or yet you design horrible things to happen? Because that essence knew that by overcoming these things, your vibrational frequency would be raised to a higher level than when you went in this, this time. And it's each of these lives that we live, each incarnation of our lives that we live, that our vibrational frequency gets higher and higher and higher. Each time we overcome something, we have an overarching theme that we're supposed to, in multiple lives or in all of our lives, we're supposed to overcome this thing. And when we do, it's like this big victory, this big reward is we reach this level of, of enlightenment and understanding. Our vibration gets so high that we don't have to incarnate again. We don't have to because our vibrational frequency is matching that of the universe. The God, the God frequency, the universe frequency, the source frequency. So while we may not understand the, the logic behind a design, and we're going to flesh this out more in the next 25, 30 minutes, but we do all of this in the effort to get closer to God, to bring ourselves to God. And God understands all the work we're putting into it, all the, the time and realistically, time is not, it doesn't exist. But God understands all this work we're doing to bring ourselves to them, to bring ourselves to that, that higher consciousness. And because of that, that's the reward. That's when, when you get to that point, you could have any, you're, you're on this, this, this dimensional plane that is so high 
it's a beautiful place. It's if you could just imagine uh, having the feeling you could do anything, be anywhere you want to be, and you're experiencing this most enlightened state of understanding. You could be anywhere in the universe you want to be at a snap of a finger. It's not. It's not this. This idea of. Um, this utopian thing like that, that we paint in the movies because no movie could ever flesh out what it really means. But to be at the consciousness with God, because see, here's the thing, right? I think when God created all this, God resides within all of us and don't get this shit twisted. Y'all I believe in God. I wholeheartedly believe in God, not so much sky daddy, but I believe in God. I believe that we had a Jesus Christ whose design was to show us the magnitude of love, right? The magnitude of love, what it means to love. Because see, love goes beyond just how we love other people. It has to start with how we love ourselves. And see, that's part of the design as well, because when we overcome things, let's say, let's say you have a relationship that you've had in multiple lives. And in each life, this person just does you real fucking dirty. And they're just a horrible person to you. And your theme in each life is to recognize that essence and push away from it. But for some reason, you keep incarnating and you keep living this life and finding this person. And they're still in your life. You still choose that person knowing they did you wrong and you feel it when you meet them. There's this red flag thing, this, this, this gut feeling that ah, there's something about them, but you know what? God, they're hot. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And then the next life, it happens again. And then the next life you recognize it because it builds up and, and, and you, you finally realize this was my design. I'm supposed to push this son of a bitch away from me. And when you do, you get rid of all aspects of that person in your life. And in the next life, guess what? It's on to the next thing because you've overcome that. See, that's these journeys are part of that process, right? So let's say, let's say I passed away right now. I died. I've been there, done that, but whatever. This time it's permanent, <laughs> at least for Doug Sheets. Right. So I go, I go to this place where I have access to all the knowledge of the universe. Right. Some people call it the Akashic records, whatever you may call it. Right. But you have access to all this information, all the things you've done in, in, in each past life, everything you will do, what the meaning of everything is. But you go there and you're still, I'm still dug sheets when I'm there because I just died. And I had this emotional attachment to all these things that, that my life was about. So I go into a review phase. I get to review my life. I get to review and I have, I now have knowledge because when I came to this earth, it was all wiped away, right? Amnesia took place and just like for all of us. And so I, I, I didn't know I had a mission. I didn't know I had a, a design, but went on instinct and lived my, lived my life and did the things I was to do, overcame these obstacles and faced this, faced that, 
And then, wah, wah, I died. So I'm in this review phase, and I'm going, okay, so let's see here. Did I accomplish this? Check. Did I do this? Check. Did I do this? Check. How do I feel right now? Feeling pretty damn good. Oh, wait, here it comes. Okay, so here's my overarching theme. Did I? Oh, shit. No, I didn't. No, I still chose that person. Shit. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to go into this white light. Now, the white light in my I in my thought process is the pure energy source of the universe. It's God, it's God itself. So I go in there to cleanse my energy, to cleanse my essence from all the dirty energy that I brought with me into that that review phase part of our existence. I get I get purified, I come back out, and I've still got those those really hard lessons that are still there. They're imprinted in my essence. And so I go and I sit down and I go, okay, here's what we're gonna do. In this next life, I'm gonna be this. My hair color is gonna be this. I'm gonna have this color eyes. I'm gonna have these health problems because those are things I have to overcome too. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a broke person. I'm gonna live on the street because that may force me to have to um, really overcome this overarching theme. And that's gonna allow me to really push myself and allow me to, to become this thing I'm supposed to be. And it's gonna help me raise my vibrational frequency. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and I'm going to have, you know, this person, cause I've traveled with them before. You know, I think when we meet people sometimes and you feel like you've known them your entire life or you meet somebody, and I think I've said this before in the podcast where it's like, hey, I'm Dave and Dave's like a nice guy. But for some reason, when you leave Dave, you're like, ooh, fuck Dave. I think it's your essence's recognition of that mission partner. I think we have we have people that we we the essences we we incarnate with in various roles throughout our entire histories. Right? And I think like you know, your cousin in this life may have been your mom in a previous life or you may have been your cousin's mom or you may have been their best friend, but you incarnate and you have these experiences and you're working together to to for the same common goal, the common purpose is to raise our vibrational frequencies. And we're helping each other get there. And then, you know, so we design these lives and you go, Hey, listen, um, would you, would you want to, would you want to be my dad in this next life? Cause I need someone to do this and this. And they go, hell yeah, I'll do it. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. And so you, we go into this life, they go before us cause they're going to be our parent. And so they come here and then you, you begin to live your life. You're born and then you begin to live your life. And then they, of course, have forgotten their path, but they know they, they're, you know, whatever. It's like we come here. We, we've forgotten everything, but this is my mom. This is my dad. And this is my sister, brother, whatever. And we have these relationships. And then we meet this person or these people. And these are our mission partners. Not everyone's a mission partner. We have, of course, we cross paths with other people and other essences and whatever. So this design and everything about it, we design every aspect of our lives. And then we go and live our lives. And I think a loving God would allow us the opportunity to live as many lives. Because think about it, y'all. Can we really fully be a uh, fully aware and conscious spirit with one life? I mean, hardcore Christians go, well, yes, of course, because that's the way God designed it. 
right? But that's part of your programming, right? Unplug yourself and think about it. I think it would, I mean, in, in eternity, in an eternal existence, you're telling me I can prepare for eternity with one and done, one life, and I'm out. Mm, I, it doesn't seem real to me. I mean, I didn't question before because, you know, it was a part of the part of the plan. So here I am, and we're living this life, and we're doing all these things, and and we 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 understand that, you know, this is our life, and so we live this thing, we overcome these things, and we're better at the end of it, and then we get to die and come back again. And this God, and, and, and think about that design, what that means for God. There's what, 7 billion people on this earth right now? All these multiple, multiple, potentially hundreds of lives led by every single spirit. There's a design behind that. God did that, right? This ain't a gas station with a Joe Biden sticker beside it, you know, pointing at the gas pump price going, I did that, no. Think about the design, 7 billion souls, 7 billion spirits just on earth alone, not to mention all across the galaxy, because I'm sorry, y'all, I absolutely refuse to believe we're alone in this big, huge space, right? I can't, it's, it's, it's unimaginable that we're, we're alone. So let's just say there's 10,000 planets in the entire galaxy that, inhabits life or life can inhabit there. So 10,000 planets, 7 billion lives apiece. I mean, that's the numbers are ridiculous. And God designed all that. See the God of the Bible designed one earth, one heaven, and that was it. That's so, so limiting to God It's such a limiting thing to think that he just did that one thing. And he, 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 and, Sky Daddy did this, and that was all he did, and that he just he just created one place for life to exist. I'm sorry, but my bullshit meter's just dinging off the fucking charts here. See, that's the thing. Religion is so limiting. And it's 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 not logical to think like that. I'm sorry. Somebody might say I'm reading too much into this, and I'm I'm diving too deep into this, but I'm sorry. I've woken up to something that is truly greater than anything I could ever imagine. And people all around me are confirming this. See, what makes more sense? A God that gives you, that tells us, I'm going to design this thing and I'm going to destroy it because fuck them. They're just horrible people. I'm going to kill people randomly because they turned back to look at the destruction of a city. I'm going to, I'm going to force my son to die on a cross to atone for man's sin. When man live, is living in a dimension where we're, we're, we're incapable of not sinning. This God sky daddy has allowed so much suffering to take place. And for what one life for us to get us right. And then send us to hell for eternal damnation to burn forever, one life. Fuck that, I refuse to believe that. I believe God is such a being of love, such a being of light, 
such a being of understanding that the idea behind this one and done bullshit doesn't make sense to me. That's not a loving God. I'm sorry. It's not a loving God. To me, a God that lets me have a thousand lives to get my shit right, to raise my, to, to bring myself to God, to bring myself to the creator, to put the work in, to design these things, to overcome these things, to become something so beautiful along with the creator. That, to me, is a loving God, a God that designs this mechanism for things to happen and beautiful things to take place. And I refuse, I absolutely refuse to believe that God is a one-and-done God. That's it. You get one chance, and fuck you, you're going to hell because you didn't accept my son as your savior. Fuck that, I refuse to believe it. This, I really did not intend on getting emotional here. Wow. Wow. And I'm not just being dramatic, guys. This is... Look. Because of this awakening, my life means more than I ever thought possible. And the idea that God is allowing me to suffer, allowing me because I know I, I can handle it because I designed it. God trusts me. God believes in me. He allowed me to take care of my beautiful daughter, have her, and give her the tools to awaken herself one day. I'm not going to steal her, her baptism from her. I'm not going to do that. She's too young to, to be, you know, woke up yet. But God has allowed me to live this thing, to wake up in this time when everything is coming to a head. Everything is coming to a point where this, this earth, something's happening. We can admit that. All of us can admit that, religious, non-religious, agnostic, atheist, whatever the fuck you are. We all can admit that something is happening, but we don't want to think it's, you know, we're heading towards the tribulation and revelations and whatever, right? Armageddon. I don't think that's it. But, wow. Wow. Actual tears of eyes, guys. This is crazy. I did not plan on this tonight. But I just feel like there was a, a breakthrough tonight during this podcast that you guys just experienced right along with me. See, that's, this is what a God should do to you. This is what God should do to you. To feel so much gratitude for this painful beautiful, exciting, loving journey that you appreciate all the bad things, right? I told you guys before that the reason why I moved in with my dad <clears throat> was because I wanted to tell him how much of a shitty father he was. <clears throat> and I wanted his last experience, his last breath on this earth to be one of the pain that he caused me. 
But see, I woke up before I could get that chance. I woke up before I could get that opportunity to, to have my moment, my selfish moment with my father. I woke up before that. And that awakening allowed me to realize that by the design, by the design, my dad had to be what he was for me to become who I am. My dad had to be a shitty father for me to become who I am today. For me to want to spend the time with my daughter, for me to want to be open to waking up in this life. He was a part of making that happen. See, he was a part of that because had he not been what he was, I wouldn't recognize these things. I wouldn't appreciate what I have and what I don't have. I wouldn't have appreciated those things. So when you're looking at people that have hurt you, we have a, we have the tendency to blame people and things for our own shortcomings and downfalls. But when we understand that that essence, that spirit agreed, they chose to be that thing for you that hurt you so bad, they chose that knowing that this human existence would hate them and they still chose it so that they could be a catalyst for you for true change. So getting back to the idea of light and dark essences and dark spirits, right? I think there's a cause and effect. There's a action equal opposite reaction thing happening, right? I think that my dad was a negative entity. I think he knew he was a negative entity and every incarnation of his life, he's a negative entity. And, but I also think he understood the purpose for that in these lives for people. And I think that he does it or he, you know, he, that his essence chooses that and chooses to be the antagonist in, in each, in each, in each incarnation of his life because he realizes the purpose behind it and that for good to happen, Bad things have to happen too. And that's fucked up. It really is. But there's also beauty in that design as well. It's that that um, anti-hero thing or whatever. Kind of like Hancock. Will Smith's movie Hancock. Just an asshole. But he still did good things. You know? And he really wasn't a bad person, but... You know, whatever. I'm going off on that. But, you know... I think we live these lives and we design these things to happen. We design these holocausts. We design, you know, the, to be a horrible person. We design these horrible experiences that we may experience a serial killer, uh, a person that does bad things. And those things are designed as well, but it could be a negative entity that just chose to come here and be a shitty person. Right. And that can happen too. But see, even God realizes that those bad things have to happen for good things to happen too. And, and a spirit essence may go off the, may go off the path and be a part of a design 
and they may decide, cause here's the thing. We have free will when we're designing that life. I forgot to mention that too, by the way, we have free will when we design this life and we have free will when we live this life and we can choose to go our path or we can choose to go off that path. It's up to us. We have free will, but we have to be mindful and protective of our vibrational frequencies the whole time. And so I think that when a person is a, I hate to say it, a child abuser or a, I hate to say a person that hurts children, it could be a negative entity just doing what they do. But see, here's the thing, though, is that, that God understands that that's part of the overall design. There's fail-safes. There's things in place. And there's a way to find a sliver of light in even those horrible situations. And because here's the deal, guys. Bad things are going to happen. Essences, people will go off script. They may be born and say, fuck the script and do what they want to do. But don't think for a second that God hasn't designed something to counterbalance that. There is nothing that happens without proper balance. Everything in this universe has balance. Right? Everything has a purpose. So even when things go off plan, there is a backup. There's a plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Everything to bring things back into order. So an essence comes in and they, they're a serial rapist, right? There's the essence that comes in there, do bad things. Well, good can still come out of that. Maybe not for that essence, but for the the people that were involved, the people that were affected, the people around the people that were affected, the people 10, 10 degrees away were affected. A person just hearing the story was affected. That's still a ripple effect. That's still a part of that ripple. So good can come out of extreme disaster and traumatic situations. So don't get it twisted, guys. There, God has... ultimate plan and nothing nothing will go so far off kilter that it will mess up god's universal plan right and think about it guys when, when we're living our lives and i've I, when i've had this discussion with people i've talked about how your design is like a riptide in the ocean right and if you don't know what a riptide is a riptide is an underwater current that can be very, very strong and is typically by the beach, you know, just, just a little ways out from the shoreline. And the rip current can be very, very strong. And when people get caught up in a rip current, they get scared. They start swimming against the current. And you can't, you can't beat that current. You're not going to beat that current. So they end up drowning and dying. Imagine your life, your design being that rip current. And I think the reason why we get so tired and exhausted with our lives is because we're swimming against our life's design for this life that we're living. And we feel like we're drowning because we're, we were literally drowning. Our spirit's getting tired of going, hey, fucker, turn around, fucker, turn around. 
right? But think about this. There's ways to, to escape a rip current. When you feel that tugging and you're being pulled, here's what you do. You swim with the current and you angle yourself towards the beach. And eventually, you'll get out of that rip current. But here's the cool thing about a rip current. If you swim with the current, you're going to see that you're swimming much faster than you've ever swam before. And you're going to get your destination sooner. You may be a little off from where you started, but you can walk back to that shit. I would rather do that than die. So when you think about it, get in the current. Swim with the current. Don't swim against it. Get to your destination. See, at the end of all this, we get to die. We get to choose to come back. We can wait. We can pause there and chill out. And I think that's when we see people that might be ghosts. See, I think that holding place is is a different dimension. It's a dimensional plane that exists beyond where we can't. We can't see it because... We're not vibrating in that frequency yet. I think when when our bodies are relieved of when our when our essences are relieved of this body, they're at their purest form and they're able to transcend the, the the dimensions. I think when we see spirits or spirits react in this earth, this realm, this this dimension, it's them using their energy to react and do things in this dimension. But they're in that holding phase and they're angry. They can't get past whatever and they're so tightly bound to what's happened to them this this life they just led that they're angry and that's when we have potential poltergeists or people wanting to come back and visit that's why you feel your mom you feel your dad you feel your sister that passed away you feel your cousin that you were so close to growing up is because they, they 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 may choose to kind of come back and help you out a little bit or they're just they're still emotionally tight because listen, you leave this world, you go into that review phase, you're still you. You're you're you there. You just have access to all the knowledge. And you just choose, you're choose you get to choose when to come back. And you'll eventually go into that that pure energy source to cleanse your spirit and go back into the world again. Now, what happens when an essence doesn't uh, let go of the past and they died in angry, they lived their life in angry person and their vibrational frequency was lower. They live the next life and it's lower and he gets lower and he gets so much further away from that creator frequency. See, I think this is where the real hell takes place. I think the idea of hell, imagine just forget your programming for a fucking second. Imagine you lived 205 lives and you just never got it right as an essence. You just was a shitty person. You were a shitty essence and you were that, you were that negative entity, that negative essence that came in and did these bad things and you keep doing it in each, in each life. And I think your, your vibrational frequency gets lower and lower and lower. And see, here's the thing guys, no matter where your frequency goes, the law of attraction is going to attract things in that like frequency of where you're at. 
So if you're living life, you're doing positive and you're, you're believing and you're grat, you're grat, you're grateful. You're showing gratitude for all this stuff and you're recognizing the plan. You're recognizing the, the, the plan. You're recognizing where you're, you're at and you're recognizing all these beautiful things and you're making a conscious decision, a conscious effort to find positive and no matter what negative out there and your vibrational frequency is raising and raising and raising the things that are good. Law of attraction is going to send more good your, your way. Well, the opposite is true. If you're negative and your vibrational frequency gets so low and I think you get to a point to where you live 210 lives and in, in 197 of those lives, you just, you were bad and you just did horrible things. I think you get to a point to where in that spirit realm, you've attracted all this negative because you're vibrating at a frequency that's pulling all that in. The law of attraction is, is, is feeding into it. And I think you see all the people you've hurt, all the, the lies you've taken, all the horrible things you've done. You feel the magnitude of that. And you see the faces of all the people you hurt in every life you led. Imagine that, that, that feels like hell. Could you imagine the crushing feeling that must be? You blink your eyes and you open it and you see the, the, the 182 kids that you hurt in every life, the pain in their eyes, the, the, the suffering you caused. You see the family of the, the, the child you killed. And just, the, just everything you did that was negative, you see the, the ripple effect. You see the ripple effect for all of its glory. But it's, it's horrible because you're just attracting all those, the bad things you've done. And then you close your eyes, you open it again, you see it. You close your eyes, you see it. You open your eyes, you see it. You feel it. Does that, does that feel like hell? I'm sure it'd be a crushing sensation to feel. And I would not want that. I'm so glad that I was able to have this lifetime, this moment to wake up and experience this beautiful creation, this beautiful design that God created. These mecha- this, this extremely intricate design with the mechanisms and the fail-safes and the, the ability to balance everything out. See that? That's a beautiful, loving God. So next time you're experiencing something and you're hurt by it, someone has done you so fucking wrong an ex, a family member, a friend, your boss at work, whatever it may be, and you're angry and you're hurt, and each time you say that person's name, you say it with such venom and hatred. Understand, your vibrational frequency is being affected, right? Because you're allowing it to. But here's the ultimate thing. And see, this is the beauty of the law of attraction. So your ex hurts you 
and they do bad things to you and they've hurt you in ways with your children or whatever, okay, understand the design. You designed that. Your ex was an essence in that realm with you of design and review. And your ex was a was a mission acquaintance or whatever. But they chose to be that for you. They chose to be that horrible person, knowing that it would affect you in ways that would cause you to become better. Like with my dad. See, my dad had to be what he was for me to be who I am. So now that thing that was once negative, I'm now realizing the positive from it. I'm turning my dad's life from a negative into a positive. may not have been positive for him, but I get to choose how I'm affected by it. What once was negative is now positive. So now... In every situation, I'm seeking the positive. Well, guess what? The law of attraction is going to recognize that positivity. And it's going to act in kind. Think about that for a minute. Before you hate someone, before you let that person affect you, understand you designed that. And they agreed to do that and be that for you. Let that sink in for a second. Give it a moment. Wow. So I'm not saying go out and hug that person, welcome them back into your lives. They may have been your obstacle. They may have been that one thing you were supposed to pull away from before it got to that point. Let that sink in. Let that let the let the magnitude of what they did sink in, but do it with the understanding that it was a part of your design. Find the positivity. Why would an essence who is not you design the things to happen, good or bad? Why would they design that? Right? The answer is so you could overcome it. So you could be a better person for it. So that thing could be a catalyst for you to do something great. And see, all this too goes back with what I said a couple of episodes ago. Living life intentionally. Being positive. Living life positively. Creating positive experiences. Understanding the ripple effect. Forgiving people because you know it's part of the design. Loving people because of that. Understanding they're not good for you. They don't need to be in your life. I'm not saying sit around a, a fucking campfire and sing Kumbaya and, you know, Britney Spears songs and whatever. I don't know why I said that. But anyway, but understand the design and protect your frequency at all costs. Find the even the slightest glimmer of positivity in the darkest of clouds, the darkest of moments, you can still find a, a way to be positive about it. Do that, and the law of attraction and everything else will begin working its favor in your life. And you will see such dramatic changes. 
you know, you may not be, and I just want to put this one thing out there. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I was driving by um, this place in Atlanta, and there were a whole bunch of tents set up and people living in these tents and crowded around a, a barrel fire. And it hit me that people complain about their living situations might not be ideal, might not be the best, right? May not be what you would love to have right now. You don't have a pool to swim in, no jacuzzi and no pool table and man cave, no half a million, million dollar house, right? But I promise you this, there are people living in a tent city that would be so grateful to be where you are. Humble yourself. Love yourself. I can't express that enough. And I just be thankful. I'm so thankful that God allowed me to design this and come to this awakening at this time. I'm so very thankful. And with that, peace, love, and light, guys. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited about this journey, and I'm so glad you guys are on it with me. Peace, love, and light, guys. I'm out.